Yo, I'm the sensational one, and you're on Get Wrecked with Straw Hat Goofy. Respectfully, of course. <laughs> <laughs> sensational, baby. <laughs> Wake up, Juju. Time to go to work. <laughs> All right. Can we talk about it? Wake up, I get it, I get it, I go With everyone saying I'm up next It's not my fault that the vocals are gold That making the haters so upset My life is a movie, the way that I roll They saying I'm goofy, but baby, you know I'm making everybody upset Cause we the best, how we get wrecked And I know We gonna get wrecked, we gonna get wrecked What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Straw Hat Goofy, a.k.a. Juju. We are here at the Get Wrecked Podcast with Straw Hat Goofy. I'm here with my boy, Eric, a.k.a. The Sensational One, a.k.a. I'm six foot seven. Are you really six foot seven? <laughs> I am. <laughs> I don't know why people find that so hard to believe. I found out that a lot of dudes still be like hype fishing on like mm. uh, Tinder and all these, these, in, these online dating apps. So people... I, I don't know. It's like it's like I'm some kind of um, like, like a fraud or something. <laughs> like you actually tell the truth all lie. Like, yeah, yeah, facts. I mean, dude, people always tell me like people are shocked when they see me in person because they always say that I give off uh, tall guy energy. And you know, I, I also play basketball, so I guess I kind of carry that energy as well. But even even with that fact being true, I'm five foot ten. I'm like average guy. And so, you know, people see me in the street, they'd be like, wait, are you straw hat goofy? And I could just tell them just kind of like judging me, just you ain't, you can't be <laughs> straw hat goofy, six foot, six foot six. What you talking about? I'm like, nah, bro, that's, I don't stand up in my videos. I don't show you my feet. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't know what my legs look like. You know? I mean, and that, that's the thing too. When, when you see my videos, you don't, well, it'd be the rare case where you see my entire body, but it's yeah. the same aesthetics. Mostly every video, you don't see how it's tall like I am. up here. I had to make a video standing in the doorway <laughs> show people, and they still didn't believe. The classic doorway. Yeah, people think it's a funhouse doorway, bro. It's, a, it's like, uh -huh. this man got a funhouse. He ain't that high. They'll do anything to not believe that you is what you is. So I, I get mm -hmm. that. But dude, like, I just wanted to say, man, like, to be honest, like, you know, I started this podcast because number one, you know, how it goes with like social media and like the algorithms, like we're such a slave to it. And we're so kind of like waiting for opportunities to come by. And, you know, I just love film so much that, you know, definitely I would do it for free. But I kind of wanted to create something of my own while connecting with like, you know, some of my mutuals, some of my friends, people that I meet in the industry, just talking about film and our love for it. Because I feel like that's what connects everybody with everyone. It's one of those like, it's like food, yeah. it's like music, it's like movies is the thing that connects everyone. And um, movies, are, yeah, movies are the things that connect everyone. And what I loved about your content is that, like, you talk about, you don't necessarily talk about film per se, but you have a film cinematic quality to your videos, right? Like, I remember hitting you up going like, bro, where'd you get your lighting mm -hmm. from? Like, where, like where, where's your cinematography? What camera do you use? Like, tell me a little bit more about, one, how did you jump into social media game? Because you got like 1 million followers now. You just hit 1 mil. Congratulations on that. And Thank you. your your videos are always hidden and they're always looking crisp and they're always looking clean. Like, what made you want to get into that? Um, the pandemic. Ah, I the was pandemic. one of those. Um, <laughs> I was one one of the the pandemic birth uh, social media guys. So, yeah. you know, it was that time when um, the pandemic happened. Everybody was out of work, or there was lack of work, and it just started off with my wife just 
honestly annoying me with TikTok videos. <laughs> like she would text them to me <laughs> from the room to the living room. And I'm like, what is this TikTok? I'm like, I'm I'm grown, man. This is a little good stuff. And then we started doing videos like together. And then I made an account on my own. And then prior to that, I already had a lot of film gear. Really? So I'm like, what would make me stand out a little bit more from every other creator? And I'm like, you know what? Let me just use my gear and film it cinematically. See, mm. when people see my videos, they they say, oh, he just has this side profile. It's the same <laughs> thing. And they don't realize the way I shoot, why I shoot it like that is because a lot of the time when it when there's a dialogue going on in in, in a movie, they're not looking the camera straight. Exactly. In, exactly. In the face. They they yeah. don't. They're looking at whoever they're talking to. So I just put my and also it came from like I'm kind of a a shy guy. So if I'm looking directly into the camera, mm. also, I feel like someone's there. Now if I'm looking off, like how you see in any movie, right? I feel like I'm alone and it makes me more comfortable talking mm. to the people. Yeah. That's dope. That's so dope. With with that with that knowledge, uh, um, you know, uh it was self-taught. Like everything. I went to the YouTube Academy. I learned how to light. Yeah. Um it, it's nothing you can't find out how to do on YouTube. Oh yeah, it's it taught it taught me how to do. I'm learning how to play the piano right now off of YouTube. So, like that's that's a really I love piano, man. <laughs> do you play? I play. I play a little bit. Oh no, 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 no! See, I know what that means. That, <laughs> no, no. I play a little bit. I, I know what that means, bro. I know I mean, you. I know you bad on the keyboards now. That's what that. That's what that translates there was a to. There was a time in life that that I used to. I'm ashamed to say, but I used to rap, man. I used to make beats. Oh shit! So okay, okay. I was um. I play a little but, bit. You know, I tried to bury that. <laughs> I tried to play a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You making beats and you rapping or whatnot. See, I, I would love to like. I don't want to tell you to like put that in your content, bro. But like, I would just if I if you could show me like that part of your life, like I find that like very interesting because again, it's very. I was talking to uh Kane Robinson, uh Kano uh, over in the UK. He's like a pioneer grind rap. He's like what uh ice cube is and dr dre is to us over there and i was talking to him and like something that's cool about him is that like you know he's crossing over and acting he's in, he's in this new movie uh that daniel kaluuya directed along with a uh, kid boy tavera's called right, the kitchen right and uh mm -hmm. it's really dope how you know he also you know pioneering in music and then also kind of like getting into acting and he has such a really like fluid way of talking about film because you know i asked him about this and he said like i'm a creative bro like you know like whether it's music whether it's movies you know i just like to make things you know what i'm saying and like i'm getting that same vibe from you mm -hmm. where you know you did music and the way you worded that i want to bury that is like i could tell you was good but like i don't want i, I don't want to like assume that you have this kind of like restless some would say spirit you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? like some, I, some, some would say i was good Okay, okay, okay. Well, I just, I just, what made you cross over from music and then start kind of like getting really into like film gear? Like you, I didn't know you had film gear to film this stuff. Um, my favorite out of all movie genres is horror. Ah. And I used to watch horror shorts on um YouTube all the time. There was mm. a channel, what was the name of the channel? I was um, gonna say dead meat. I can't think of the channel, but they 
No, not them. Um, it'll come to me. It'll come to me. Um, but I, I watch a lot of horror shorts and I wanted to shoot a horror short. I never mm. got to do it. I got all the equipment, but I realized it takes a lot more mm. to shoot a, even a short yeah. than people think. Like, yeah. You could do it by yourself, but it's very hard. A lot of people dump their it's whole savings hard. into a short. Mm-hmm. And and I bought the I bought all the equipment with with the goal and I'm gonna get this done. Maybe not now, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit in the future, or maybe later in the future. But I want to get it done because like I'm just inspired by everything horror, man. Yeah, all of that. Yeah. See, and I, I noticed that because uh, when I first started getting your videos on my for you page, you was using that dope ass uh, track from the um, Get Out trailer. Oh yeah, it was get no, it was uh, the us trailer, the creep. Us, yeah. Uh, yeah, us, yeah, bro, that creep on him, yo. I was like, yo, uh-huh. I'm digging oh, the vibe, bro. <laughs> it's a good joint, man. <laughs> it's a great joint. And the fact that it was made for a trailer, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not. Uh-huh. Like, I don't think it's an official mix or an official song that you could find on Spotify or nothing like that. But like, man, I, I think about that all the time, and I think they also played in the third act of the movie during the big fight scene, and so. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that you use that in your music to kind of like set the mood, set the tone. I'm just kind of like, okay, this guy got, he's got some film lover in him. I can already see it. And that's like immediate follow, bro. Immediate. You you know what's wild about that? That we speaking about that, um, that instrumental in that movie. Mm. I didn't realize like, cause I, um, just the other, matter of fact, this year I passed 1 million on Instagram now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes, you know, you get these notifications, you don't know who follows you. So one day right. I was just going through my followers and I saw that Winston Duke followed me. Oh, what? And I'm like, so, you know, I had to follow back. First of all, a lot of these people, I don't even know that they have Instagram. Right. So I'm, I'm, I was mm-hmm. new to it. My TikTok was at like 1.4, mm-hmm. but I had started Instagram in june last year and i started i had about three thousand followers when i started Mm. so when the video started to take off i didn't realize who was following me and he was one of the people um who ended up following me and and, you know he's like a cool guy man sometimes you see these people and you like you have this idea of them but then when you realize these people are just a lot of them are humble and they're they're very cool and we had like little small chats here and there but it was it was it was cool that social media did that to me yeah yeah no that's dope man like i i had some of this i don't have nearly the amount of following that you do on instagram but when i started kind of like blowing up on that platform as well because like i've had like three three and a half mil for like maybe like a year now on tiktok but then you know when it came to instagram that's where you get to see like like you said how humble like a lot of these people are like i found out on a tiktok live that ryan reynolds was following me and it was it was i was just like I was like, you Deadpool, lying, baby. I was like, yeah, I was like, Deadpool follow yeah. what? Like, huh? It's like it's a real feeling, man. It's like, okay, I don't, let, let me check. Right. It's like, like, I don't get starstruck because, you know, the nature of my job is a lot of times, you know, I'm interviewing these people and like, you know, I see them in professional settings, carpet, stuff like that all the time. But when it's like, I see, baby, I'm watching. You, oh, well, sh- 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 I'm living it. I still can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> but when when I got that, like those note notifications, they was like, yo, did you know that Ryan Reynolds is following me? I was like, lying, right? So, you know, I check it. I'm like, oh, shoot, there it is. Vansity Reynolds, like for sure. And he's like liking like my mm-hmm. post. Like, I'm just like, 
okay like this and that's like the beauty of social media especially when you come with a like that niche audience you know what i'm saying i feel like a lot of people when they get into social media they want the world and they want the world to love them they want like everybody to kind of like fucks with them me i'm just like i'm cool with just people who like movies bro like i'm cool with people who like movies anime like i'm good with like cultivating that audience and you know that's why i kind of like stick to my guns and don't try to talk about anything like outside if i don't have to uh just try to keep it to mm -hmm. keep it to the movies and so it's really cool that people within the industry fucks with it it's cool that people who want to get into the industry fucks with it and you know i feel like you know me meeting you branching out and like seeing like you know learning about you and knowing that you have a background in filming and gear and now music now i feel like i could talk to you about like all this stuff like knowing that like winston duke follows you i think that's pretty i think that's pretty rad bro you know but even even more than that there was a um i was in a hospital uh, th this is the way i found out about another uh, another celebrity um mm -hmm. that you know followed me so i was in a hospital i had pneumonia and um you know so i posted a picture and just going through the comments i see a message in the comments saying push on through brother get well mm. and it was from samuel jackson <laughs> and then i go and i'm like wait a minute this can't be real so I, you know of course i see the blue check but then i go over and i'm like oh i gotta follow him back and it it, it and it took me months. Like I was telling my wife about it. I'm like, I gotta reach out. This guy, like I watched him yeah. growing up from a from a from a small kid. And then I finally got the balls to reach out to him. I wrote him this long. <laughs> it, it, it was a good, <laughs> it was a good length. But yeah, the minute the minute I sent it, I saw that he seen it said seen like maybe 30 seconds later. Then you know you see oh, them typing back. You right, see right, the I'm bubbles. Like, oh, man. The bubble. <laughs> I'm about to shit myself. I'm like, oh no. I'm like, I didn't expect I you to re it. respond that quick. And then, you know, we just had a little conversation. It was cool, man. And I'm like, yeah. you know, I just appreciate your work. And you know, if ever we in the same environment, I just want to come say hello. He was like, yeah, man, just, just come on through. And you know, he asked me where I was located. And, and then he told me, oh, he was off to film in Atlanta. Okay. And he'll be back home. Um, like in the summer. Nice, but it was bro. cool, man. That's nice. So Social media, man, is wild. Yeah, man, it connects. It really connects us all. As cliche and corny as it sounds, bro, like, like those moments where you know, I feel like me, I got into it, you know, just because I was like working at an advertising agency. Uh, that was already my dream job. I was already like really happy there. But we were doing like a social media campaign, and they just said, just make something, just go out and just like do something on something social media, like. And, you know, me and my partner got into it and, you know, we were like, okay, TikTok's popping off right now. This is like a couple months before the pandemic hit, right? Let's, let's do something on TikTok. It's popping off. We did something. It was cool. But then like, obviously, you know, you start getting addicted. You start scrolling during work. And now I'm like being a creative. I'm like, maybe mm -hmm. I could, maybe I could do a little something with myself, you know? So started off with terrible TikTok dances and you know, did some bad lip syncs. <laughs> oh, it wasn't it, just movies from the jump. It wasn't movies from the jump, man. Like that's the and that was like the crazy thing. Like I was just having fun with it. You know what I'm saying? I was like, let me do the let me do the renegade real quick. Let me just like hit the Charlie D'Amelio. Oh, yeah, that was a good know, one. You know what I'm saying? Let me hit. Like, <laughs> it wasn't good for me. It was like it was terrible. I deleted it like maybe like a month after. But uh, you know, I love talking about film, and it's always a matter of time before I share that with people. You know what I'm saying? I'll do it with anybody that I come across. And so I remember making this video about 
Tom Holland breaking character in Avengers Endgame during the scene where Tony Stark dies. And there was a moment where like Tom Holland's face just like goes completely blank after like bawling his eyes out. He he goes from like, oh, Mr. Stark, oh, please don't go. Cause he thought he was off camera. Wait, this is this is behind the scenes? No, this is in the movie, bro. This is behind the scene footage? <laughs> no, this is in the movie. Like you can watch the Wait movie. A pull Wait up a that scene. You could pull up the scene, bro. And Tom Holland. I didn't I didn't even know that. And, it, and that's why the video blew up, because a lot of people didn't catch that. Right. And I was just like, yo, Tom, even if you don't think you on camera, keep the same energy. Cause he went from like, oh, this is dark. Don't go, please. And then kind of like, you know, Pepper comes <laughs> in and she like walks in front of him. But then Tom Holland's still in frame. And so you see him go from the <laughs> it ruins the scene for me, bro. <laughs> like it just why wouldn't they cut that? I don't think nobody noticed. Or they either noticed and said, ah, nobody cares. It's about this, it's about yeah, Tony you know, and Pepper. I there's a there's a lot of compilation videos on mm -hmm. youtube of stuff like that that i didn't even realize yeah when you think cinema you're like they got everything perfectable uh -huh. something beings, slipped through the cracks mistakes. i think i saw one from from the boys in the hood movie when when they were in the um when they were in the 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 corner store and you mm. see the whole film crew <laughs> in the mirror <laughs> tracking behind the See, actor. I never I'm saw like, that. How could they not catch that? <laughs> I never saw that. They just left it. They left it. I must watch that Man, movie like 20 times. I've never seen that. I've neither have I, but people on YouTube, man, they they they, they find analyze that. movies. I'm telling you, man. Like and I'm, you know, I'm one of them. I need to start making YouTube videos on that cuz I'll be seeing something and I'm like, "Okay, what is that there? What's what's going on here?" Like I remember uh, I watch a lot of Watch Mojo and they do a lot of top 10 list. And so I remember oh, yeah. I was watching um I think it was I want to say it was Casino Royale. I want to say it was Casino Royale. It was a James Bond flick. And James Bond is like sitting on the docks. He's like on his motorcycle, just kind of like looking off into the distance. And behind him, there's this cat who's like, you know, he's sweeping the docks with his broom or whatever. That's his only job. But for some reason, the dude's not connecting the broom with the floor. It's just, <laughs> it's just float. He's sweeping air? <laughs> he's sweeping air, bro. He's just like... <laughs> and James Bond, mind you, James Bond is like serious, like dead serious, like looking, he's brooding, you know, it's Daniel Craig. He's just like, yeah, I'm James Bond. I'm about to kill whoever I'm about to kill. And then you just got this guy in the background just doop, 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 doop. So like, I remember noticing that going to watch Mojo and they were doing like the top 10, like most terrible extras ever. And that dude was like number four or five. And I was like, yep, I remember this guy. <laughs> Tell watch you, Mojo is a, is a good one. I watched Watch Mojo and uh, I think the other one is called Looper. Oh yeah, I watch Looper a lot too. They, they do a lot of like movie. Um, yeah, but that's that's funny. Is it? They they never cut. It, it's either they just don't catch it or they say, "Fuck it, nobody's gonna nobody's gonna notice." Me. And then everybody notices. Once one person notices, everybody's gonna know. Everybody's gonna know. Uh huh. But yeah, so like before before we hopped on here, I texted you and I was like, "Yo, we got two questions for you." What's your favorite movie of all time? And what's a movie that altered your brain chemistry? Now, it could be the same movie. A lot of times it is. But do you have either one or two of those films, like, on your head right now? Um, Absolutely. Saw 1. Oh. Oh. Have you seen Saw 1? I have. I, I have. have seen Saw 1. Yeah. Saw 1 was such a different movie. I've never seen a movie done even till today quite like it most of these mm. movies mm. you can predict the ending 
everybody had the same reaction at the yeah. end of Saw. Yeah. Nobody knew Jigsaw was in the room the whole <laughs> Bro, time. Bro, I remember watching crazy. that at home. <laughs> Freaked me that out. That gave me goosebumps. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, and then man. he just shut the game over. Game like, over. Oh, wow. It was the that music was... that was getting me. It was the music, dirt, like the mm -hmm. building music that made you just really well, like. And he's just getting up, peeling the stuff. I'm like, who's this guy? Whoa, yeah. He was the guy, man. Yeah, man. Great introduction to a classic horror movie like villain, man. Great introduction. Do you think? Do you think like the franchise like? like still lived up to that in the sequels that followed or uh was saw like the, the benchmark for that it's kind of, it's, it's like when when you hear somebody's first album a lot of people say it's hard to top jay-z's mm -hmm. um reasonable doubt mm -hmm. album with all his other albums to me saw the other ones were good but right. you'll never get that wow factor right, again right, right, like right. that because that was one on one. You can't do it. I mean, we know that he does traps. We just waiting to see yeah. what kind of traps. Yeah, every yeah, movie. yeah. But um, I think it was. I think all the following movies were pretty good, and the last one was pretty good too. Mm. No, yeah, no. I hear. So the thing is with me is like I watched the first saw like you. I was blown away by. It. As a matter of fact, uh, James Wan directed that movie, right? And I was I actually, James, man, James Wan is a master of horror working today, man. I love that man's work. Mm -hmm. uh, even when he branches out and does something like Fast and the Furious, I love what he does. And I, I enjoy Aquaman quite a bit. Did he do Aquaman? He did. Yeah. He did both Aquaman. He did both Aquaman. And I actually saw him twice in the span of a, over the course of like two, three weeks, maybe. Uh, I went to the Aquaman screening that was here at the Grove and saw him there. Didn't get to meet him, um, but he was there. And then I went to the Night Swim premiere. That was like the first big premiere of the month. And uh, I got to meet him at the after party and kind of like talk to him. And like his company had just uh, combined with um, Blumhouse. So he and Blumhouse are now working Blumhouse. together. So it's like, I'm really excited for that. So I walked up to him. I was like, yo, bro, I'm really excited that you guys are doing that. I can't wait to see like the projects that you come up with. I didn't like Night Swim all that much, but like I was telling him how much I love like, you know, The Conjuring and Saw and all that. He's a really cool guy, like really, really chill guy. Uh, but in terms of Saw, I remember seeing that movie, being blown away by it, seeing the next two, and then just like falling off. I don't know if it was because I wasn't getting mm -hmm. the same feeling as that first one, or if it, to me, it felt like it was like going more into kind of like the, the, the torture porn like category. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's exactly what it was. You know what I'm saying? And so it just, it just like, didn't hit for me like that. But I hear this new one is great. Away, drip away. Yeah. Drift away from that essence of the first one. Mm -hmm. But this new one gets back to it, I hear. Like, uh, it actually humanizes yeah, the, uh, the uh, Jigsaw now, right? Yeah. This one's pretty good. Um, okay. It, it, it took a while to get back to <laughs> being what it used to be, but this one was pretty good. Okay. Okay. So what I'm going to do... I'm going to do like a saw marathon and I'm, I'm going to get through, I'm going to get through the torture. I'm going to get through all of it. Uh, I actually, I actually did watch spiral it too. Tough. I, it, might, it might be tough. I, I know. I was about to ask you about that. Yeah. No. So I, so I saw spiral. I actually saw spiral because like, you know, Chris Rock was in it and I love seeing Chris Rock's kind of like transformation from comedian to somebody who does like actual, like serious work. Like I loved him uh, in Fargo. Uh, I was so surprised with what he did there. He was also had a really like, like intimidating part in Empire as well, over on Fox with uh, Traj P. Henson. 
So I, 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 re, I was really liking this transformation and I was just like, okay, I got to see Spiral even though I haven't seen any of the Saw movies like prior. And I didn't think Spiral was all that good. I did like Chris Rock in it. So I was happy with seeing like his performance in it as well. But it just kind of like reinforced my, uh, maybe the Saw franchise really isn't for me, you know? <laughs> it, it's not for everybody. You know, yeah. I, I didn't, I'm not used to seeing Chris Rock in that type of character. Like right. I'm always looking, like every scene of that movie, I'm looking for him to tell a joke. Yeah. I don't want to feel like that <laughs> right. when I'm watching a movie. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I liked it. Uh, I don't hate the movie, but that's just like when I see Kevin Hart in a, in, <laughs> and he tries to play a serious role. I'm looking for him to make a joke. <laughs> I can't, like there's certain people, like when they're in these roles, you know, these guys mm. are no joke. Yeah, They're not about to say nothing funny. <laughs> And it's about to go down. Yeah, yeah. Did you watch uh, Kevin Hart's new joint lift? I did. <laughs> I, you... I had to. I, I, and and I, I was up, man. I was the way up you said it, that. You know, um, <laughs> it, drops, it, it drops on Netflix, I think, at right. like 4 in the morning. And yeah. I was just up. And I'm like, Might as well let put me this watch on. this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a movie. <laughs> it's a movie. <laughs> It's a movie. Hey, who, I agree. It is a movie. It is a movie. <laughs> it's a movie. I don't. I don't never like to put um, people's work down because absolutely, yeah. You know, being that I love film so much, like some of these films that we see, these are people's dreams. Yeah, you and know what it takes. A, yeah. And then you go through certain, and then like going through comments, like just on YouTube of the the movie, the Night Swim trailer. People were dogging that. And I'm like, damn, this is somebody's baby right here. Yeah. And they are shitting on yeah. this movie. And I'm like, that, that's why when I, I'm like, it's a movie. I don't want to say harsh things because we don't know the time. Well, we do know the time and work right. it takes to get these we movies know by done. Now. And yeah. then when they finally release, people are like, oh, this is garbage. Like, <laughs> what? You, what? I put all my heart and soul into this and you, you shit it's garbage? <laughs> Uh, so I don't try to shit on people's projects too much. Hey, I get that, bro. I get that like that. And that's and that's like for me and my job as a movie, I don't like to call myself a critic because like a critic has like a negative connotation to it at this point. But when I review movies and I react to movies, like some people say that I'm like a little I'm too nice, like I'm too kind. I remember I reviewed the uh Rebel Moon trailer. Mind you, I reviewed the movie. Get my honest opinion on Zach it, Snyder. and then I like. Look, I like Zack Snyder. Like, I don't have nothing against Zack Snyder. Like, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying. Like, I I like Watchmen. I love 300. You know what I'm saying. I actually I'm one of the few people on the planet that loves Man of Steel and thinks it's a great superhero movie. Uh, but I I didn't dig Rebel Moon. I didn't dig Rebel Rebel Moon. And you know I remember this, I, there was this guy who like stitched my video. And he was just like, "You were way too kind to that movie, and that's because you want to get invited to the premiere." And da 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 da. And I'm just like. I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. Like, if if I'm that desperate to want to get invited to a Rebel Moon premiere, like that bad that I would say like <laughs> nice things about it, <laughs> maybe I need to rethink. I gave my that career. movie. I gave that movie seven minutes and shut it off. Man. Oh man, you did. I was at I the gave, premiere, I, so I couldn't walk out. <laughs> I, was at I, the I couldn't. It, some some movies right from the jump, you know. You just but know. I don't know. Maybe I could give it another. I could give it another shot. Yeah, I, I would, maybe. I will say. I will say this about that movie, and this is what I try to do with movies I don't like. Like I, like you said, we understand the work that goes into it. So like, I'm not in the business of like completely like shitting on somebody's like hard work for sure. I'm in the business of like kind of like critiquing it in a way that's like constructive. 
Like, if I like something in a terrible movie, I'll let you know. If I don't like something in a good movie, I'm going to let you know. So with, like, Rebel Moon, like, some of my biggest gripes with that film was, like, okay, it's based off of Seven Samurai. Obviously, it's a big Star Wars reference. I get that. First act had me locked in, but that's because, like, I like when movies like that, sci-fi related, just introduce me to the world. I was fucking with that. But then you can't have a movie that's inspired by Seven Samurai and not make the Seven Samurai interesting outside of what they look like. You know what I'm saying? You got this woman in a fucking, like, I don't even know what the fuck you call the hat, but it looked like, you know, it's like this kind of like, this Asian heritage kind of like hat looking like the fucking ghost of fucking like Sparta or something. I don't know what the fuck to call it. And she got fucking literal lightsabers, literal lightsabers. I don't think this woman has more than six lines in the movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, you don't have her say shit. You don't have her do shit. You don't give her an arc. And you do that with, you do the same thing with the guy with no shirt on that's riding the hippogriff from Harry Potter. You do the same shit with the, uh, uh, with Charlie Hunnam's character, he's just a handsome dude that you know is not like that good of a guy. And it was just so, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, I like the world that you built. I don't like what you did with the people within the world. And people are just like, just say it shit. I'm like, no, it's more than that. It's a lot more nuanced than that. You know, so like, it's it's a movie, like for sure. If Like for sure, for sure. Isn't this one of two? Not only is it one of two. But it is the PG-13 cut of a meant-to-be-rated R cut that's also going to come out. And so I'm just like, why why put this one out (laughs) knowing it's not to the full potential that you want to be? Apparently, I think there's like 30 minutes cut out of this movie, and it feels that way. And so I'm just like, I get it. I get that you were... You know, under constraints and stuff like that. But come on. Come on. <laughs> people want you to say that the movie is shit because um, people like us, sometimes I don't realize that we really do have influence on mm-hmm. others. Mm-hmm. For example, what what we say, people take and, and they value that, like, like Night Swim. Yeah. I haven't yeah. seen Night Swim because so many people have said the same thing. <laughs> Normally, I would say... Fuck what they say. I'm 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 gonna go see the right. movie anyway. I've done that right. with a lot of movies, but as of late, there are cer- certain people that I trust their opinion. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm not going to see. I'll wait till this comes home. Yeah, yeah. I'll see it home. Yeah. I mean, contrary to popular belief, like I tell people this all the time. Like, I'm not just out here trying to watch every movie for the sake of watching every movie, just so I can call myself that guy that watches every movie. I watch what I find interesting, right? And people will be like, oh, well, like, don't don't you have to? I'm like, no, I don't have to. I ain't got the time for that, bro. I got I got a daughter. Like, you know, I got people to take care of. I got things to create. So, like, if I'm spending all my time just watching everything under the sun, even though I feel like it's going to be terrible and I usually have a good, like, lay on these things, like, that's just a waste of my time. However, I was invited to Night Swim. And, you know, I go to that red carpet. Mind you, I, I will be full transparent here. I had a shit day that day when I went to the red carpet for that. I was late. The the uh, address that I was sent sent me all the way to like a different part of L.A. I'm talking like in the mountains of L.A. And then I have to drive all the way back to downtown in L.A.? LA. Huh? Yeah. Yo, I love L.A. I'm born and raised you, out you here. You live in L.A., right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Born and raised out here. So like I know the city pretty well. But I was just like, damn, this premiere is like, you know, somewhere far away. This thing must be really sweet, fancy, whatever. I was late. 
uh, I get to the theater just when the movie was starting. So like I didn't miss anything, but I was already just kind of crabby. I was like, okay, like this better be the best movie ever. <laughs> like this better be worth all the nope. effort. Nah, bro. Like first, like first five minutes, I said like, okay, I see what this is going to be. Like I, I can 100% tell, but I think it's also important to ha- like have some context because it's a movie about a fucking haunted pool, bro. Like, like what do you expect a movie about a haunted pool in suburban in a suburban home was gonna be now citizen Kane. <laughs> so i'm sitting yeah. like okay let me enjoy this haunted pool movie it's gonna be cheesy it's gonna be corny it's gonna be stupid but knowing the parameters of that i'll judge a, i'll judge the movie within those parameters right so i so my review is just kind of like look guys this shit is goosebumps mixed with fucking <laughs> lady in the water or some shit like what else do you need that was my question. Review. When you when you in these um, premieres, right? Mm. A lot of the times, the people who are in the movie and who yeah. direct the movie are there, correct? Yeah. So it's like after these things, after these screenings are done, <laughs> is there like applause? Because if there's, <laughs> if there's applause, we know it's fake. Because <laughs> tomorrow we're gonna say, "Hey, man, yeah. this movie." It's yeah. like you don't. They there. You don't want to shit on them. <laughs> in person like yeah. no one is gonna say i've never known any screening <laughs> to end with boo I, I, because you how but then it's it's like fake then it's like it's tomorrow will be like Look. listen that movie wasn't for me mm-hmm. like, why didn't you tell me that when i was right there? right you were applauded i saw you like in the crowd <laughs> applauding <laughs> No, there is applause every single time like like i will be shocked and i will probably laugh my ass off if after a truly terrible movie at a at a premiere, everybody just gets up and walks out. Like there's no applause. They're just kind of like <laughs> it's quiet, just footsteps out the door. But I'll, I'll tell you this, man. Like I've seen some truly terrible movies at premieres, and people would start clapping. Bro, I don't clap. I don't clap. I'm getting I'm getting my trash together. I'm just like I'm the first one out the door. You know what I'm saying? Like and I, I just be looking around like. Y'all some fake ass niggas. Like y'all really out here just applauding. I'm not gonna say they're applauding garbage, but I'm just kind of like, I think they're doing it out of like a courtesy. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, we're here. Like you made the movie. The movie's made. Like it's finished. Cool. We'll give you your props on that. And then, you know, you when people when I congratulate the person on the movie, I'm literally congratulating them on getting the movie made. Cause like you said, we know just just getting it done. Just getting it done, right? And it's like, and it, the, my my handshake is like super loaded. I'm like, I know the behind the scenes like that you had to go through to make this happen. I know that you probably didn't get it the way you wanted to, but I'm just saying, congratulations, man! You made a movie, dope. All right, I'm out. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, and I, but I have uh, like ran across a few people that you know I would see the movie, not like it, do a review on it, tell, saying I don't like it, and then I see those people like later, and it's. A lot of uh, uh, a lot of times it can be awkward. Um, most more often than not, it's not as awkward as I thought it was gonna be. But uh, this actually happened at the at and this they rec- see this too. And they see it. They be watching. You know they you know they watch the reviews and everything. But the thing they, is, they watch. You know it's like it's like they know that like when I critique the movie, it's not gonna be from a place of like being an asshole. It's like I just didn't dig it, bro. Like you know like. You've made stuff that I probably have liked for mm-hmm. sure. You've seen that. I just didn't dig this for one reason or the other. And they respect that. Like uh one positive interaction when bad I don't want to say bad, but like it was a very awkward one. Uh when Rosenfeld, he's the CEO of uh 
of uh, Monkey Paw Productions. That's like Jordan Peele's production company. They did Us, Get Out, like mm-hmm. all those things. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not going to say I didn't have nice things to say about Us, but I did say it's like nowhere near Get Out's level. I feel like, you know, on first watch, it wasn't really kind of like my thing. And he seen that and he was like appreciative of it. He was like, yo, like, good on you, bro. Like, for real. Like, that's how movies are made. Like, you get it. And I was like, okay, that's dope. Dope as hell. When they could take constructive criticism, it, it's always good. Like mm-hmm. people, they don't understand that what we have are our own opinions and you might hate it, I might love it. And, and that's just how it always right. goes with movies. Right. Everybody's not gonna like everything. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I I played this conversation in my head a lot, like a lot, a lot. Uh, Cause I feel like this conversation is coming. I talked to Zack Snyder at the Rebel Moon premiere, like dead in his face. I was like, just talking. He was in one of my videos too. And I was doing a video basically asking everybody, what's your favorite Zack Snyder joint? And so I thought it'd be funny to get Zack Snyder to say his favorite Zack Snyder joint. And, you know, he was like, oh, yeah. So he thinks about it. He's on camera. He's thinking about it. He goes, I'm going to say this movie. I'm going to say this movie right here. And you can kind of see my eyes go, oh, Rebel Moon. Okay, good pick. (laughs) Rebel Moon? Yeah. Everything? Yeah. Over Over 300? Over 300. Over Man of Steel. Over Watchmen. Over Dawn of the Dead. You know what I'm saying? It's so like, I was just Dawn like- Dawn of the Dead was dope. Bro, I love Dawn of the Dead. It's one of my favorite zombie flicks. It's probably like my top two, like under Shaun of the Dead. Um, but was that was that other one Zack Snyder too? Because there was yeah. there was like a spinoff of one of the thieves. Yes. Uh, I think it was called- was that uh, Snyder too? Yeah, I think it was called, um, not Land of the Dead. Uh, Army of the Dead? Yeah, Army of the Dead. Yeah, that one came out like two years ago. Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah, I like that one too. I like it had like the classic like Zack Snyderisms that like you know will make me not uh-huh. like it as much. But like I I I thought it was fun. I thought it was dope. <laughs> I thought the action was cool. Batista is amazing. But uh, hearing him say like Rebel Moon was like his top one out of all those things. I like I get it. You're promoting wow. your movie. You're promoting your movie. I get it. Maybe that's why he did it. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, I, that's why he said it. That's why he said it. It's like, hey, let's focus on this movie. We don't need to talk about my other things. And I like, I respect that. But then, like, I know as soon as I posted my negative review, I even put Rebel Moon as like part of my worst movies of the year list. And I'm like, okay, more often than not, I'm going to like, um, be at the red carpet for part two, which is later this year, like in a couple months. And uh, I also just got this like notification from my publicist saying that I could be doing like a lot of the interviews for that. Right. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to come face to face with Zack Snyder at some point after. <laughs> I heard what you said. That's cool. <laughs> I heard what you said. And I played this conversation in my head of like, how, how am I going to play this? And I already, like, I already know, like, I'm like, bro, I didn't dig part one. Like I dig all your other movies. That's nothing against you. Like I love man of steel. You made Watchmen. You made 300. You made army and dawn of the dead. What's the problem if Rebel Moon wasn't my thing? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. They'll just disregard the fact that you love all of his other joints. And it's just, this one just didn't do it for me. Exactly. So I'm just like, like, you know, like Captain Marvel. It didn't do it for me. Didn't do it for Captain me either. Captain Marvel. And I love Brie Larson. And I love Brie Larson to death. I love Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the only part of the movie that I'm going I'm to leave. If, if Sam is in it, I'm. You, you check but it. But I, I couldn't get into um I couldn't get into the the Marvels. It just was yeah. it wasn't hitting for me. Yeah, like we'll get into that too because like I watched that and like you know I'm a Marvel I'm a Marvel head, bro. Like you see my background, you see like I'm I'm about this life. You went to the theater to see that? I went to the, the I paid for my ticket and went to the theater to see it. And 
I'm going to send you is... money back for that. I'm going to send you some money back for your tickets. I'm going to be a nice guy. Here's the thing, man. Like, I, I did not hate it as much as most people. I felt that the movie itself kind of left some of the more important things that could have made it better out. Like, for me... Like I'm there for Monica Rambeau. I'm there for Amon Vellani as uh as Miss Mar as Miss Marvel. Like I'm there, and I like I said, I love Brie Larson, and I feel like Brie Larson is a lot better this time around as her character than before. I love that they gave her people to play off of this time outside of Nick Fury. And so, like, what I really liked about that movie was the dynamic between the three. I think that was very strong. But what I really, what I couldn't get into when it came to that movie was a lot of the personal stakes and the. Uh, the real human moments literally gets thrown out with a group hug. Like they say, like, oh, fuck, fuck all this like personal turmoil yeah. we're going through. We're just going to hug it out and then never I get back to it again. And then you add like a terrible villain and this weird, and like these weird Guardians of the Galaxy moments where there's like a planet of singing and <laughs> shit like that. You're just like, huh. That was like, that villain was like a Walmart Ronin. D thank you. That's, that's all that was. Thank you. Down that to the was, hammer. It was like a. <laughs> It's like what is what is this? And Ronan wasn't that I, good I of a villain see... either. Either like Ronan wasn't no, that he good. Was either. Terrible. He was terrible. So like I was like, how was do terrible. you get worse? You know. And also, I feel like Guardians didn't really have good villains. Nah, like you could you could, you could say like the third one is better. Like I like Ego, but that's because like Kurt Russell's charm as like an actor right. just like it wins you over. But Ego himself is a very like basic like I'm gonna take over the world with me. It's like okay. Uh, but I really liked um, the coldness of the high evolutionary. Um, yeah, he was. I he was good. He was good. I thought he was good. I think he's the best villain in that franchise by far. But that's also you could say is because of the relationship with Rocket and how like he's tied to that and just like how his mm -hmm. coldness and his cruelness formed Rocket as a character. So like he was it was really great in that way. But I feel like definitely the Marvels was kind of like going more into the Guardians of the Galaxy territory. And I don't know if that's because it was a cosmic movie of the Marvel Universe and they feel like that's what they need to be. But uh, yeah, man, it wasn't the best. However, I can see myself throwing it on again. Like it's not, it's not like Thor The Dark World or Iron Man 2 where I never want to see that shit ever again. Like it's not that. <laughs> you hate you. Yeah, uh, that that um that elf. That elf, bro. Thor like, wasn't, wasn't for me, man. That was <sighs> no. And you know, I'm a big Doctor Who fan, and that was Christopher Iron Eccleston. Man 2, I don't hate Iron Man Two. Like I, I feel very strongly about Iron Man Two because I see Iron Man Two as a big commercial for the Avengers. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like you know they're just dropping in Easter eggs. Like there's a lot of like plot conveniences that I can't like. The biggest convenience that I could not get over was that Iron Man Tony Stark was being ravaged by this fucking like disease from his arc reactor right like he's dying like that's his whole shit and this is really literally a result of his arc reactor that he didn't make it to the movie before long after his dad was dead how the ever loving fuck did his dad create an element trapped inside a diorama of a fucking city <laughs> that just so happened to be the new element that was the cure to his illness i was like <laughs> well is his dad like did he see the future did he time travel like what's going on here so like it's stuff like that i didn't like whiplash uh plus there's little little to no iron man in that movie without like really furthering tony stark as a character because i feel like his arc in the first movie goes backwards by the time the second movie starts and i was just like 
what is this? Like, so like, it's just, it's just a bunch of things in my mind that make me not like that movie as much as most people do. I don't, I don't hate two, but, but I think I put three below two. I don't mm. know why it was just really? the whole I fake Mandarin thing. And then I love, like, oh. I love three. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. I will say I was in the theater and I was with my ex at the time. And I remember the reveal of the Mandarin thing. And I was pissed off for the whole movie. I was, I was a fucking like, I was telling her cause she didn't know anything about the comics. I said, Mandarin isn't like that. They made him this fucking goofy jokey guy. I made this other dude like the Mandarin and he's screaming out the, what the fuck? Fuck this movie. Da, 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 da. And then I watched it a second time. And I was like, like with that in mind, I said, okay, like I get what they were going for. I wish we would have gotten the Mandarin, but it is what we we ended up getting the actual Mandarin after, but still, bro, <laughs> still, <laughs> it was a tough watch on that first time. Yeah. <laughs> um, they really do tackle Tony's PTSD so, really well, though. It's a great continuation from the Avengers, if you ask me. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. The more I don't know, I feel like I feel like, in my opinion, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is kind of mm. slipping. Mm, let's away. get into it. Let's get into it. And now uh, um, I really wanted to see Jonathan Majors as Kang, man. I really wanted that. Oh, my God, man. Like, I'm, I, I, I really wanted that bad. And now they, that hurts. <laughs> that hurts, man. It that really hurts. does hurt, bro. Like, it really does hurt. I remember specifically making a video talking about the trajectory that Jonathan Majors was on. You know what I'm saying? He was in that movie. Uh, he was in Creed. Obviously, he had the Marvel Cinematic Universe under his belt. Uh, I saw him, like, I really got put on game with him on this movie that he was in from A24 called The Last Black Man in San Francisco. And he had the best performance. I never saw that. Oh, it's a it's a great movie. It's all about, like, the gentrification of, like, San Francisco and how this black man is just trying to, like, you know, he's, I think he's, a, yeah, he's an artist. So he's, like, trying to find his place while, like, everything's being, becoming more white. And Jonathan Majors is, like, the eccentric kind of, like, best friend who's, like, kind of an actor who literally almost gets into a fight, but he talks them down with like acting lessons, which is like hilarious. But uh, yeah, he had that under his belt. Like he also, he also had this one movie that like I'm blanking on right now, but Jonathan Majors was like really coming up. And you're talking about the one I just saw, um, I think it was TMZ somewhere. I saw he got, he had this bodybuilder movie that was coming out. They just mm. dropped them from that. They just dropped the film. Really? I forget what it was called, but um, it's, it's a movie where where he was a an aspiring bodybuilder. I don't know if it was based on a true story, mm -hmm. but they just they just dropped him from that like Damn. a few days ago. Damn, he was supposed to be a uh, Dennis Rodman too. Did you know that? Nope. He was supposed to play Damn. Dennis Rodman. Yeah, yeah. There was a whole movie. Like, did you watch the the Last Dance? The no. Michael Jordan doc, bro. If you like, if you oh, like, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael, yeah. Okay. Wait, where you hardly saw Jordan ever? Yeah. <laughs> No, that's a uh, you're thinking of air. You're thinking of air. I'm talking about the documentary. Yeah, I watched the last stand. Yeah, yeah. Okay, remember the story yeah, yeah, that I they talked the about um, Dennis Rodman going to like Vegas for a couple days, and they had to literally fly to Vegas and drag yes. his ass out. They were making a movie based off mm -hmm. of that called 48 Hours in Vegas, and Jonathan Majors was gonna play Dennis Rodman, Damn. and we lost that. They just dropped him like a week ago. It's it's it's. it's I, I don't, it's terrible. You like, think he could come back? I think he could come back. I, I I don't I don't put it past him. Like I think Kevin Spacey. Like I haven't seen Kevin Spacey since he got canceled. But I think he was working on some stuff. Uh, but I can see him coming back. Um, 
Dude, I don't drop hard, man. He, that hard, fast. Like he, like bro. Now, like Marvel dropped him within, I I want to say seconds of like the announcement that he was convicted. I want to I want to say that. So people, they just abandoned ship. Like, oh yeah, this is, this is what the industry is like. Like mm-hmm. not the talent, saying, a, I, the talent I, agency not, did it I'm, too. Yeah, it's crazy. That, I, I don't. I, I don't I don't know how it's gonna go with um with Megan. Hopefully she stays with him through that. But he's losing everything, man. Yeah. Like that could, that can do a lot to a, a black man's mental. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. That you 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 were skyrocketing and now all of it is gone. Mm-hmm. And all uh, of it is gone because of a bad decision. Oh yeah, and you know what's a uh, I mean, it, 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 right? This moment is a double edged sword because I'm gonna be I'm gonna be fully transparent i don't know a lot about like the case i don't know a lot about like what happened between him and that girl i just know like you know that shit dangerous when you you know that's what the parent that's what the black parents warn us about but that that viral like audio of him talking about his white girlfriend needs to be his coretta scott king which okay yep pretty wild bro but (laughs) the reason why i call it the double-edged sword (laughs) is because the one positive I took out of that was that I knew that he was aware of the position that he was in, right? Like he knew he was a black man in his high position. He knew he was on the trajectory. He knew the pressures of it and he knew what he was doing for the culture, right? We was really fucking with him for the cult, like in the culture. Mm -hmm. I talked to this dude. I interviewed him at the Creed three premiere, like face to face. This man was just, he, he was locked in. Right. And so that's the, the big tragedy that like really fucks with the the black man's mental of yeah you're you're on the rise you know you're that black face that's breaking into hollywood like you're on track to be like denzel mahershala ali like sydney portier like you're on that mm-hmm. track and now like one bad decision gone, gone. and everybody and it's to Adams. and like i'm not surprised that everybody dropped him so fast because that's what happens right like that you get what like a uh, Growing up, I don't know if your parents told you the same thing, but a lot of my black friends learned this. When you're a black man, you get three strikes and like mm-hmm. two and two of them already like, you know, you already got two when you're born in the world. You already you already born with two. You're already born with you two out one. of the three. Everybody gets three. You already get two of them. You get you get one strike for us because one, we're black and we're male. And then you just got that one strike, and that was his one strike, and they just dropped him out. And you know, everybody started to compare him his situation and Ezra's situation and saying, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. Ezra's white. That's why he's, and you know, Jonathan is black. That's why, but I didn't see Ezra either. <sighs> I, I don't know I, I think, Ezra's yeah. doing anything. I, mean, I, don't, I don't think, I don't think Ezra's doing anything. Like, like the thing that shocked me the most <clears throat> about the Ezra thing is like, and I liked Ezra as an actor. I liked him a lot, but the thing that shocked me the most was I went to the flash red carpet. Like I went there, which was a shock to me on one occasion. And that's because DC doesn't invite me for any, like anything. Like when it's a Warner Brothers DC red carpet, they don't invite me. I think it's because they think I'm more of a Marvel guy or whatever. So they make a habit of not putting me on those lists, which I'm fine with. It's whatever. But they did me for Flash. And I know why they did me for Flash. And that's because like they needed people to see the Flash. They invited like every influencer, every person under the sun to go check that movie. And, <clears throat> excuse me, up until then, Ezra hasn't done any of the press for the movie. Wasn't in the junkets, wasn't there, wasn't there. And this is the main star, which is out of the ordinary. So I go to this carpet, like, thinking that, you know, they're not going to show up. 
And, you know, for the most part, they don't. I do the carpet. I take my photos. Like, I'm mingling, like, Ben Affleck and Sasha Cal. And, you know, everybody's there. Everybody's doing their thing. And then, you know, you get inside the theater. And then, like, they do the little presentation. They introduce all the cast and everything. And imagine my goddamn face when I saw Ezra walking that bitch. <laughs> and I was like. A lot of people were mad about that. Like, he still gets to go to, to red carpets? Yeah. And like, I'm just like, and it wasn't even like, like my personal feelings on the person. Like, obviously, like my personal feelings is like, you know, you do all those type of things. You should have the consequences and definitely they should have got the consequences for that and they deserve it. But knowing that, why were they allowed to appear here? And on top of that, nobody, there was no mention of anything that was going on. Like he thanked everyone for giving him like grace and things like that. And, uh, and I was just like. Bro, nobody's going to, we're just going to applaud. We're just not going to act like anything happened. It was just, it was just, it was wild. It was wild that they came in there and said all that and nobody said, like, push back or, it was a weird decision. I can imagine it was awkward for a lot of people. Oh, I was looking around and some people were look, like, okay. But after they finished their speech, people were like, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, <laughs> what's going on? A lot of people are upset because of the the charges that he were act he was actually convicted of mm. uh, majors. That is because they saying like these are misdemeanors, right? And they dropped them over misdemeanors over basically what I watched one attorney's channel. Basically, he's guilty of hurting her accidentally. Accidentally, I I've, I've been hearing that trying to get his device back. And for that, damn, he lost everything. Damn, everything. That is, like, I watched a lot of sources, but I watched a lot of attorneys mm. um, discuss it, and he lost it because that charge is still. She got hurt. Mm. He's guilty of her getting hurt by him trying to get his cell phone back, and that's you. Everything off of that. And you know what? We hear those you stories. You know what that would do to me mentally, bro. Bro, we hear those stories so much. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, we I mean, there these stories, not only do we hear, but, you know, we've lived through these stories as a collective. Like, you know, Emmett Till, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's that thing that taught us, like, oh, yeah, okay, when you're dealing with these type of people, it takes one little thing, and they will take, they will use that to take away everything, right? And the fact that it was the misdemeanor where you have someone like Ezra who's done way worse, where you have, like, you know, Still respect to Robert Downey Jr. Like he's he's he was out there. He was he was outside. Oh, I forgot about him. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, and he's he's the crown jewel now. He's nominated for an Oscar this year, and you know everybody loves him. You know what I'm saying? But you know he has a past, and I think uh, a misdemeanor in the present being the cause of him losing everything. I would hate to see him not at least get an opportunity to kind of like show that you know. He's changed or he's like, you know, that he's not the guy that everybody thinks he is, especially when it comes to him being a black man. You know what I'm saying? Because there's, there's obviously like a racially charged mm -hmm. uh, narrative that's there, yeah. whether you want to see it or not. It's there. Definitely. You know, you just got to look at it. Or they'll pretend that they don't. But it's. it's oh. And it, going into that, when you say Emmett Till, that is um, that is the movie that I was going to say altered. You know, mm, mm. my brain chemistry, the movie Till, because I've only ever heard about that. And honestly, I never really paid attention in school. Right. The first time 
I'm embarrassed to say that I've heard of Emmett Till. It was in Little Wayne was saying it in a song. Oh, really? And then that movie came out and then it made me aware of what happened to that young man. And yeah. it was I didn't I didn't know that human beings were capable of being that evil. Like that the sight of that, like it was yeah, it was hard to watch. Yeah. I mean, and when when I looked at what they did in the movie and then the actual pictures, they almost identical. Like mm. it was crazy. Mm. I I I saw the trailer for that and I made a video about it very, like on the spot. And I still haven't seen that movie. I was so apprehensive on seeing that movie and I still haven't seen that movie because one, like I feel like that moment in history is so fresh to us as a like, you know, as a community still. Like the woman, I think, I don't know if she's still alive, but she's either still alive or she just died. You know what I'm saying? And she's not even in prison. You know what I'm saying? She's nope. walking around free, you know, just an old woman, just da-da-da-da. And at the very least, at the very least, she was alive at least two years ago. Cause I saw a buddy of mine talking about how she was still yeah. alive and he was just like, yo, we need to do something. But uh when I watched it. I, I Google and she was still alive at the time when I watched it. Mm. So and that, and that's and that tells you like how fresh it is, right? And that to to the point where we still haven't gotten justice for this happening. And so it gave me the same apprehension that I felt when I think it was like only two three years later, movies about nine eleven were popping up, and I'm just kind of like, yo. Mm-hmm. This means y'all started make writing the script when the while the planes were hitting the uh, hitting the damn towers. You know what I'm saying? So it was just <laughs> it, it just it just gave me that same like guttural feeling that made me just go like I don't know if I can watch this right now. I'm a, I'm gonna definitely check it out because I like the actress and I think that's a very important story and I think it's something that we need to like learn and like put. I cried, man. It, man, I'm, <clears throat> I'm a crier when it comes to movies, bro. Like I looked I definitely up. cried. It, it was. And it, this was my first time, like really. After that, after that movie, I, I further educated myself mm. on it, which I, I should have been did. But it was it was hard, man. It, it was, yeah. I know movies like they sometimes they add stuff just to make it or, or, or right. fill a movie, but for the most part, like I got it. Like the, what they did to him was like, I don't feel like there was <laughs> that kid never got justice. Yeah, yeah. And like now he's the uh he's the cautionary tale for all black men. You know what I'm saying? Mind you, this is it's been yeah. happening before Emmett Till, but that was the most high profile one that lives in such a way that makes us say, okay, this can never happen again. And that affects our relationships with like, you know, our white coworkers, our white friends, like, you know, girlfriends, wives, like whatever. Like that's always going Emmett Till is always going to be the hanging dread over mm-hmm. these relationships. And so I can see why that alters your brain chemistry because that's it's literally art imitating life. It's literally that. That's crazy, man. But dude, to, like to some, it, it may be a long time ago, but it's, it's still kind of fresh, man. <laughs> it's still kind of fresh. Being like we just said, she just—I'm not sure she passed away, but she yeah. was just alive when I watched that. So it's like, <sighs> shit. <laughs> that's that's man. I can't even. Again, I, I, I'll probably bring myself, but I can't see myself doing it like soon. But I know we we only got a little bit of time left, and I just want to say once again, man, I thank you for being here. I thank you for like making me, letting me pick your brain and like having us just talk about film. Like this is what it's about, bro. Like I feel like I've learned 
Appreciate you, so bro. much about you, so much about like your your character and just like how you how you like see the world. And I feel like we have a lot in common now. I feel like as corny as it sounds to say you say, we I feel like you're like a brother that I I don't want to say never had, but like a brother that I haven't met yet. You know what I'm saying? Like it's hey, corny is pe- pe- people use the word corny like it's it, corny is all right. Man. I like I'm okay I like with corny. being corny. Okay, I like corny. corny. <laughs> <laughs> I like corny. Like I'm a you know my name is Straw Hat Goofy for a reason. So it's like you know I don't I don't mind any of that. So yeah, man, I just want to let you know that I appreciate you, bro. And if you have anything to plug, this is your time. Like plug yourself. What are we following? You got I know you got the new podcast out. Just plug away. I got the new podcast out, um, shooting episode two tomorrow, Sensational Talk. It will be out on YouTube. I'll put clips out on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. You can follow me on TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram at I'm six foot seven. That's I am the number six. F-O-O-T-S-E-V-E-N. He's actually six foot seven too. Like just just so I y'all am know. Actually six foot seven. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe five foot six. We'll see. <laughs> So I say, I take it you took the Caitlin Clark, I saw the Caitlin, uh, Caitlin Clark video. Did you see that? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Yo, that jacket is fire too. I, but before before I forget that jacket, I've been wanting to say that from the that jacket is fire. Thank you, bro. Thank you, man. I got this at a New York Comic Con um, at a Hypeland. Hypeland had a New York Comic Con exclusive Sonic the Hedgehog jacket, and so I was like, I gotta cop that. I, I love the, the varsity style jackets. Like when we're done here, I gotta go try to find one to put on for tomorrow. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get it. Mm. But um hey. things are things that you can't really find stuff in Florida like that. Bro, I'll put I'll put you on. I'll put you on to some spots because like I have a whole closet and collection of varsity jackets. Like I I got maybe like just looking at it right now. Varsity varsities be fire. They be fire, bro. Like I I think it's gonna be like my thing. It's kind of my thing already. I wear a lot of varsity jackets, and people kind of like see me as that now. But I'm thinking like every podcast episode, it's like a different varsity jacket. You know what I'm saying? I got X Men. I got yellow jackets. I got. I got I got to get on your level. Bro. I, I ain't got. I, I don't got that many yet. I got to switch lie. it up yet, but it's, it's soon. I'll send you some soon. links. Soon. I'll send. I'll send you some links to like some dope ass jackets because now I just get served jackets all the time. So and plus, I'm pretty sure somebody will give you a free jacket. Like somebody will give you a free jacket for sure. I, I, I'm hoping so, man. I'm trying to get on that wave, baby. Anybody who's giving out soon, free jackets, bro, I'm taking baby steps. I got you, bro. Anytime, any <laughs> when I hear somebody's giving out like a varsity jacket, I'm gonna put them on to you. I'm gonna say, yo, my boy. My boy Eric, he, he needs one. So, Appreciate that. No, I got you, man. I got you. We got to look out for each other.